Yep, we stole one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> amen. Good things. Can you say amen? You know, it's always good to come home. Um, hopefully you see this church as your home. See, some of y'all that see, look, listen. I don't have much time. I'm not going to hold you up too long. But we're going to establish some things before we even get started, okay? You ready to establish some things? Listen. I'm coming to where you live tonight. Yep. I'm coming to where you live tonight. And so listen, I don't care what happened to you today. I don't care what happened to you earlier this morning. I don't care if the car broke down and one of the kids slapped you. It is what it is. But we're in the house of God and we need help. Can you say amen? And so listen, if you need help, look at your neighbor and say, you need help. Tell them. You need help. And so that's why we're here. Can you say amen? We need help. God can help us, and we can walk out of here free. Somebody shout hallelujah. So now that that's established, we're ready to see how God is going to set us free. Is that true? I need y'all to talk to me. Is that true? Mark chapter 6. You have your Bibles tonight. And I want to talk to you about something that I saw as I was growing up, but it wasn't as big as it is now. That even in the midst of me and my teenage, even my, uh, uh, my years of being 12, preteen, if you could turn me down, I think I'm, I'm loud, man, so don't, don't worry about it. And I want to talk to you about something that I saw, but it, it never got to this realm. As a matter of fact, I would even dare say that in our society, it's becoming a plague. And if we are not careful, we fall into the trap of this plague. That plague tonight, I'm going to be stepping on some toes. Because some of you are not going to like me after I do this. And that's okay. But if it's true, it's true. Can you say amen? And the plague tonight that I'm talking about is entertainment. Oh, see, look. See how you, see, look. See what just happened? Yeah, come on. I, mm, wait a minute. You're going to be talking about cell phones? Yeah. You're going to be talking about TV? Yeah. You talking about entertainment? What are you talking about media? Yeah, your Facebook, your social medias, your Snapchats, your Twitters. See how we get Look, look. I ain't got to nothing yet. And we're already getting apprehensive. Why? Because it's becoming a part of our nature. You can't help but go to bed, but right before you go to bed, you got to check your phone to make sure. Huh? Wake up in the morning before you brush your stink nasty teeth. I got a Snapchat. I got a. But what it's creating is creating delusionalism. And as a matter of fact, it is causing you to live in a different world. And it is causing you to live in a reality that could be killing you. So my job tonight is to try to stop the bleeding. You say amen. One man said this, the delusion of entertainment is devoid of meaning. It may muse us for a bit, but after the initial hit, we are left with a dark feeling of desolation. I want to talk to you about entertainment. Let's be entertained tonight. <laughs> Mark chapter 6, we're going to read verses 18 through 26. Familiar story tonight, but let's read and let's see what God will speak to us. Mark chapter 6, verse 18 through 26, the Bible tells us this. Because John has said to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore, Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. Remember that. He protected John. And he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Then an opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a feast for his nobles, the high officers, and the chiefs, and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias' daughter herself came and danced it, and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. Verse 24. 
So she went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in haste to the king and asked him, saying, I want, to give, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Verse 26, our last verse. And the king was exceedingly sorry, yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Let's talk about entertainment. Let's pray, church. Father, I thank you. God, all I'm asking for is the Holy Ghost to breathe in this place. God, help men and women. Let us break free from the bondage, God, of entertainment. And I pray, God, let us gain dominion over what possibly has gained dominion over us. Help us tonight through your word, God. Convict us tonight. Show us, God, that the scales may be removed, that we may walk out of this place truly free and free indeed. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and everybody who wants to be free said, all right, all seven of you. God bless those who want to be free. We're going to get free tonight. Let's talk about clear thought. I'm building here. Stay with me. God has called us to be of clear and sober-mindedness, that we may be able to think with clarity. Isaiah 1.18 tells us this, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So even God has called us even into salvation. It is a mind thing, amen, it's a renewing of our mind to think about what is happening. Let us think about and decide what I am going to do and what the Lord is saying to me. 1 Peter 1.13, Therefore, Gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter tells us to gird up the loins of our mind, the inner workings, amen, meaning to make sure that we keep control of our minds and that we don't let it loose to be exposed to, uh, before all things of the world. Stay with me. Ephesians chapter 6, 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The helmet to protect, again, your mind. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, excuse me, <coughs> whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, Meditate on those. So in other words, now we even have in Philippians again that keep your mind on the things of God. Keep your mind protected. Okay, Pastor, where are you going with this? I'm glad you asked. Mark 6.20, knowing that he was a just man and a holy man, a just and holy man, he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Herod knew exactly who John was. He would have heard the gospel from John. He would have heard about Jesus Christ. He would have heard, amen, about a Savior, amen, because he was of clear thinking and of clarity of thought. He was able to receive John's word and receive it gladly up until the point where he protected John, even though everybody else wanted to kill him. Are you still with me? All this happened before the party. He was of clear thinking. I got a water right there, man. Thank you. I appreciate I'm sorry. I should have. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it because my mouth was getting. Thank you. Let me stop. And this is how we should be, knowing what is righteous and holy and protecting it in our minds. 1 Corinthians 2.16, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Herod was clear in thinking, but then the shift takes place. In verse 22 of our main text, and Herodias' daughter herself came and danced, and it pleased Herod and those who sat with him. The king said to uh, sat with him. The king who said, said to the girl, "Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you." Herod is throwing a big party. This would be his form of entertainment. So you got to understand. Back then, they didn't have social media. Back then, they didn't have video games. Back then, amen, they didn't have all the things that we have now. So this would have been their entertainment. This would have been his, what he wanted to do and what he wanted to watch. And as he is doing this, amen, he's getting entertained. And now Herod's clear thinking goes out the window. 
See, let me, can I give you a science lesson real quick? Sure I can. I don't care. In the frontal lobe. In the frontal lobe of your brain. You have a frontal lobe. Okay, the front. And it's a lobe. In your brain. It deals with reasoning, filtering, and storing, or disregarding messages sent to the brain. The frontal lobe is when you evaluate things that you are seeing. Well, when you watch things like social media, when you have screen time, video games, and the like thereof, the frontal lobe actually shuts down or actually goes into a hypnotic state after 30 seconds to a minute of watching something. In other words, it drops, and now your brain is no longer filtering. It's just taking in. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why you can watch YouTube for seven hours and think you've only been on it 30 minutes. Don't, don't look down. Don't look down. Oh, not me. That's why you can watch TV all night and be like, what time is it? 10 o'clock? It's 3 in the morning. You laugh, but it's some of you. <laughs> and this is what begins to happen. Your frontal lobe, amen, is going into a hypnotic state, and you are just taking in everything, and your brain is no longer filtering. So now everything that you're watching is going into your mind unfiltered, unevaluated, and now you won't make decisions with clarity. Studies have shown that when people are in church, and when we begin to speak about God, it is the frontal lobe that activates. Because you're reasoning, because you're thinking, you're taking in what you are looking at. Amen. There was a doctor who performed a lobotomy on someone. And after the lobotomy, they asked him, what is the Holy Ghost? What is the role of the Holy Ghost in your life? The person looked back at him and said, there is no Holy Ghost. Now, we already here. <laughs> Why? Because the frontal lobe was removed. And now there is no Holy Ghost. See, when you indulge in this much media, amen, what begins to happen is you fall into a hypnotic state. And now, amen, you have succumbed to whatever you're watching, whatever you are doing, and now that becomes your reality. This is what you begin to focus on. This is what you begin to look at. Even to the point, this is what you begin to want. Because you can't filter anymore. This is what happened to Herod. This dancing created a hypnotic state. And he's like, what do you want from me? Brain scans done in China in 2011 and 2013 say this, or the results. <clears throat> Multiple studies have shown atrophy or shrinkage or loss of tissue volume in the brain where processing occurs in internet gaming addiction. Areas affected including the important frontal lobe which governs executive functions such as planning, prioritizing, organizing, and impulse control, getting stuff done. Volume loss was also seen in the stratum which is involved in reward pathways and suppression of, of uh, socially unaccepted impulses. Do you understand what that's saying? That in the midst of all this screen time that we have, in the midst of, amen, of all this social media, in the midst of all this entertainment that we're taking in, it is saying that it's beginning to destroy something within the brain to the point, amen, that one part of the brain that suppresses immorality, if you will, that suppresses socially unacceptable things, is now no longer suppressing those things. And what is beginning to happen is now we're just succumbing to it. Listen to this. A finding of particular concern was damage to an area known as the insula, which is involved in our capacity to develop empathy and compassion for others, and our ability to integrate physical sig signals with emotion. Aside from the obvious link to violent behavior, these skills dictate the depth and quality of personal 
relationships. That's why you can go in your room and play games for 10 hours and forget about your family. Because what's happening to you, amen, is you're beginning to break and you don't understand empathy anymore. You don't understand emotions no more. And so the kids are giving you signals, dad, we want to be with you. The, your husband's giving you signals, dear, get off the phone and talk to me. But you can't see it. Why? Because there's something damaging in the brain. Yeah, I'm coming to where you live. Because this quite possibly could be some of you and you don't even know it. You're not even realizing because you can't see it. Listen to what Herod tells her. He swore to her, whatever you ask me, I'll give you up to half my kingdom. Let's be honest, folks. She's shaking her butt. Half the kingdom? You follow that? Shake her butt. Take all of it. Half the kingdom. Half the kingdom. See, too much entertainment will cause you to give yourself over to it. Oh, it'll, uh, huh? It'll, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. See, so, see y'all tripping now. Now y'all tripping. Now y'all tripping. Look at you, some of you, there. <laughs> what? What are you saying? Oh, girl, you saw it on Facebook. Look how we get quiet. Look at that. Because that's what we do, and we begin to give ourselves over to it. We can't help it. You start sweating, you lose your phone. Boy, don't, oh, don't leave the phone at the house. You, can, you, can you go on my Facebook? You twitching? Can you, can you check out Snapchat? I think they got a sale. What's wrong with you? I just got to know. You're giving yourself over to it. You're giving yourself over to fantasy. One brother told me, amen, he said, Pastor, everybody's rich on Instagram. Everybody's rich. Everybody rich in front of that card. Everybody. And what begins to happen is you live in a fantasy world. You become delusional because it's hypnotizing you. And you think, that's what I got to do then. Like you're not looking at them girls on Facebook. Man, please. I was just checking the news. You're checking them. Look at your neighbor and say, he coming to where you live. See, you will begin to make decisions that will have grave consequences. The word in itself, entertainment, is a tremendous clue to this. Enter, to enter you, tain, to possess, and meant to hold. Entertainment to hold and possess you. That's why church ain't good enough for you. That's why people can go to amusement parks. Because amuse means not to think. <laughs> so that's why you just, oh, look at this. You just, you just walk around hours. But in church, it causes you to think. It causes you to use that frontal lobe. And because of all your screen time, you can't see. You can't, gee, I, don't, I, I can't do this. You ain't got to say amen. I ain't asking for it. I know it's true. See, this is what happens. But not only did Herod give himself over to it, listen to me carefully. He decided to let go of the very thing he had protected for so long. Listen to me, Mark 6, 26, and the king was exceedingly sorry, yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king set an executioner and commanded his head to be brought, and he went out and beheaded him in prison. Here is the man that he was hearing the gospel from, here is the man that he was protecting, and now here is the man that he's giving over. What happened? Where was the shift, ladies and gentlemen? Media. And some of you here, amen, this is what's happening in your families. This is what's happening to you. You're giving things over that you used to protect. And now you're giving it over to the media. You used to cherish that family time. Now you got to bring your phone to the table. You used to cherish the time you spent with your wife. 
when a computer comes calling. You know, me and my wife calculated the other night as I was kind of putting this together. In the 14 years we've been married, we've been separate for a large amount of time only for one month out of 14 years. Like weeks. It added up to one month. See, some of you here, because of your media and because of your entertainment, you're in the house, but you're not together. Or you're there, but y'all are far apart. And now you can't see yourself without the TV. You, can't, you don't know what to talk about. Oh, if it's not on the computer, you don't know how to start a conversation. You know how I many people I've had come to me, hey, how you doing, Pastor? I'd be doing a little better if you look at me. Well, you know, I just, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't say nothing. But what is happening is you're giving yourself over, and as you give yourself over to it, you're releasing things you protected. You used to cherish Bible time, and now you're giving it over to media. You used to cherish your prayer times, and now you're giving it over to media. And every time Amy, media starts dancing its hips around you, you got to give something up. Missing church for TV shows. You kidding me? I can't miss that show. You know what's on tonight? But you told Pastor I got to do laundry. You told Pastor one of the kids is sick. You, you, you know, you told the brother that called you, oh, nah, man, man my head, my, my leg, man. My leg is just killing me, dog. It's just, I can't walk right, you know? I wish I would live stream church. I'm coming to where you live. But this is what Herod did. It no longer mattered to him what he had accumulated. It no longer, here is John a holy man, and he knew he was holy, and yet he gives him away because of media. Can I ask you a question, church? What are you giving away? Was it that's leaving you and you're pushing it aside all for another screen time? You know, I thank God. You know what? I'm going to say this. I thank God. I know so a couple people, a few people, some people. And I thank God for those men and men, mostly men. And then I know some women that do it too. But I thank God for the guys with a flip phone. I thank God for them. At least they know what they are. At least they can say, man, if I get a, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be tripping. Because this is going to hold me. This is going to have me. And I'm going to begin to give myself over to pornography. Oh, don't think I haven't forgot about video games. Because I know how this church thing works, right? So what we do is we go, yeah, keep talking. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't do that. Mm, don't do that. And then when that one thing, and then if, he, if the preacher don't name it, he's like, whoo. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get it. He got close, but he didn't, he didn't quite hit the head on the nail. That, I, didn't, I ain't forgot about you, Xbox 360. Oh, I haven't forgot about you. Because here's your problem. <laughs> You're trying to find fulfillment. That's what's happening. You're playing because you feel unfulfilled. And I can guarantee you the reason why you feel unfulfilled is because you're unwilling to face pressure. And so what better way to divert pressure than go into escapism? And what escapism is, is that I'll revert back to this because I can control this. And if I mess up, I can hit reset and try the board all over again. It used to bother me, man, back in the day, man. We'd be on a base outreach, and, or we'd be talking to military guys, and they're like, yeah, man, I killed seven. I'm like, boy, you bad. Seven folks, man? What, what, how many tours did you do? Oh, man, I did about three the last night. I ain't military, so I'm like, did they keep bringing you back? How, they, how, how does that work? <clears throat> like, what kind of airplane you taking that you can just... Three in the night. 
They're like, oh, no, no, call of duty. Call it. I'm thinking we're talking about real battles. I'm about to start crying. I'm about to start praying for you. And you're talking about call of duty. The issue was that they'd never been to battle. So because they'd never been to battle, they at least wanted to feel the battle. See, some of you here, if you would join the spiritual battle, you don't need to play Xbox. You don't need a PS3 and 4 if you get into battle, a real one. It's called escapism. See, entertainment, amen, is escapism. People naturally tire of focusing directly on the heavy burdens of life, such as jobs, chores, family obligations, to-do lists. And so what do they do? They escape from the mental and spiritual burden and try to find relief. But in your trying to find relief, what are you killing? They're trying to escape pressure. Relief from situations where decisions must be made. Men and women want to escape and go into a fantasy world where everything works out the way they want to. And this is what games and social media do. It lets us escape. This is why we will stay on Instagram and watch people flashing their money and be like, wow, wow. Because we don't want to turn off the screen because then we got to look at our children and we got to look at our broke life. And we don't want to turn it off because we don't want to look at that. I'd rather look at cats playing on the piano. I mean, it's foolishness. I mean, can we agree that that's foolish? Hey, man, all the brothers are getting together for outreach. Oh, man, I got one more board. One more board? You've paused the game for three days before. You can't give me an hour? Now we get quiet. But see, not only does this happen in the church, but it happens in our homes. The problem is you think you're hiding it because we don't know. Let me tell you something. God knows. And if you're seeing your families fall apart, we know. I always tell my children to tell it. If I'm a judge of marriage, you know what I look at? Look at the children. Because the children, they don't have a defense. They don't know how to hold a, they don't know how to hold a straight face. They don't know how to lie like that. They know how to lie. Word-wise, but they don't know how to lie as far as, you know, they come in, hey, Pastor. <laughs> and I go, hmm, I wonder if there's something going on at home. All of a sudden, the kids are distant. Well, I wonder what's happening here. I mean, I mean, I mean if I'm lying, please just. This is what me, this is what Herod did. He gave it up. Whatever you want, up to half, half? I'm not even married to you. You can get half my kingdom. Just dance. And every time you turn that screen on, every time you give more and more attention to that phone, that's exactly what you're telling that thing you're looking at. You can have half of me. And I'll try to piece out the rest between my family, my church, and my God. I told you I'm coming where you live. So then the question becomes, church, well, let me say this. This is why people only promote good things on these platforms. It's because inside they're really miserable. Inside, they don't have fulfillment. And so what do they have to do? They have to get likes. That's why you have to keep playing the games and get points. And keep getting kills. And, and you hear the good job, good, good. Because you, you need affirmation. And you're, not, you're looking for it in the wrong spot. So you're playing all these things. And you're, you're like, that's right, I am a good person. That's right, I do good. That's right. What's happening 
Is that on the inside, you're crumbling. On the inside, you're miserable. On the inside, you feel so unfulfilled. On the inside, you're like, what am I? I have no purpose. So what do we run? We escape to games. We escape to media. And we begin to find purpose. But in finding that purpose, who are you killing? In finding that, who are you leaving behind? God convicted me one time, among many. Because, can I, can I, I mean, can I share this? We're not going to go outside of here, right? I know some of you going to post this. I don't care. You listen to this sermon, like, I can't wait for him to say something. I'm going to post it. But God convicted me because you know what? Matter of fact, it was my, it was my Holy Ghost, Carla. She's the embodied Holy Ghost, if y'all didn't know. We're sitting at the table. And... As a pastor, you know, you, I just like to have my phone there. I don't, I don't know. You know, I just, just, you know, you hear it ringing. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You just, you, just, you just get into these modes. And so I had my phone there, and, but then I started looking up sermons. I'm like, you know, I got an idea, articles, and all of a sudden I find myself on the phone. And it's innocent. I'm not looking at no videos. I'm just I'm researching things, and then, you know, you get into it. You just go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And my wife... <laughs> She just looked. Now see, my wife respectful. She didn't flip the table and go, you going to turn that off? Like some of y'all would. <laughs> she knows how to talk to her husband without talking. She just. <laughs> and so I can, you know, you just. Hmm? So, what did you do in school today? And God showed me something like, look how easy. And you weren't even trying to do anything. As a matter of fact, you were trying to be righteous. And you're just trying to be righteous and trying to do something. Look what you're falling into. You were forgetting everything around you because I was falling into a hypnotic state. That's what happens, church. You begin to forget things around you. You forget your children need you. You forget that they need to hear from you. You forget, amen, that they need to see you. You forget that you got to show communication to your wife. You forget, lady, that your husband needs you. You begin to forget because you're here. Always Marco Poli and somebody. Hey, yeah, I did my hair. <laughs> no, I care you did your hair. Oh, got a new teddy bear. Bye. Who cares? If you don't go over there and teach your children Jesus, take those 15, 30, 45, 10 hours and maybe start praying and teaching them something and maybe they won't be smacking you around. Maybe they'll learn something. Maybe there won't be a distance in your mind. Maybe there won't be a distance within your church. If you put down the media and say, you know what, God, I'm all in. It is sad. It is sad. You know, we had this thing called a neighborhood watch list thing. And all the neighbors talk, but we don't know each other. I mean, literally next door. My next door neighbor was like, hey, there's a sale. I'm like, oh, is it? <laughs> right? What do you do? Do I, do I thanks or do I say thanks? This is what we're becoming, aren't we? We don't even know how to hold conversation no more. This is why some of you struggle in church. You're so here, you don't even know how to talk to somebody. You'd be like, hey, how you doing? Okay. I don't know what else to say. Hey, fella. Uh, nice shoe. We don't even know how to talk to each other. So if you don't even know how to, t this is what media does. We're becoming dumber. That's why everything is spell check, isn't it? Listen to me. Listen to me. You know, for, um, for about 32 seconds, I was struggling to spell chord. I forgot the H was in there. I'm like, <laughs> this don't look right. This chord, chord, I don't mean that type of chord. I mean the, like a chord of a note. 
I was looking for a song, and I was like, the core, I was You feel what? But what's happened? My media has become my mind. It controls me if I let it. So church, how do we get past it, right? So with all this being said, how do we get over it? How do we overcome it? I'm so glad you asked. Matthew 5, 29, as I close. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to, excuse me, to be cast into hell. Number one, when looking at this text, amen, what we have to do in order to overcome this is realize the offense and what it is doing to you and your family. He says, if your right eye causes you to sin. So in other words, what he is showing is you first have to realize what's happening. So when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, sis, bruh, you, you on this thing too much, man. It's killing you. Go, oh, no, no. Oh, no. No, we're doing great. But, bro, they, you're not. I mean, you don't pray. You don't do any. You're, you're, you seem to be slipping. Oh, no. You have to realize the offense. You have to realize what it's doing to you. You have to be honest about it. What you're doing has to come with honesty. Jesus said, identify the problem. It's your right eye. Then it's the right eye. And cast it from you. Get it away from you. If that means getting a dumb phone, praise the Lord. Look, no amen. Just, oh, I'm not doing that. Look at y'all. I'm not doing that. I mean, 20 years ago you were doing it. Matter of fact, 20 years ago you didn't have a phone. You're just walking around. If I see my friend at the mall, I see him. I don't know. I can't call him. If it means getting something, amen, that doesn't have a screen like that, let it be. If it means, amen, <coughs> excuse me, if it means never having a computer in your house, then that's what it is. Look at y'all. Can't let go. I, I need a computer. You do? You're a garbage man. For what? You're a delivery person. What you need a computer for? It's not for your job. <laughs> I'm just messing. If you're a delivery person. You, you understand what I'm saying? I, I just got to have one. For what? If it's going to kill you, better than one member leaves than you being cast into hell. Better than one member leaves than you leave than your family leaving you. Better that one member leaves than you being a slave to it. And we agree with that. If it means deleting your Facebook and Snapchat, if it means getting off your Xbox, PS3, 4, and 12, then so be it. Remove it. This is why I don't have a television in my house. It wasn't a whole fellowship. Because Brooks knows Brooks. And I would not be a father if I had a TV. You know where I'd get my family lessons from? Family Matters. <laughs> TV shows. I'm like, look, son, come sit. We're going to watch all my children and show how not to be. Don't do that. Because I know me. So better for me that I don't have it in my house rather than keep playing with it and hoping it doesn't burn me. <clears throat> in that text, excuse me, Jesus then says, weigh the options. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. You're going to weigh the options. What am I putting this Xbox over? What is this media? What place does it have in my life? And who is it over? What comes before it or very close to it? You got to weigh the options. Where is this fantasy world taking you? Where is this media culture taking you? 
Is it taking you towards righteousness? What are you going to lose because of it? Do you understand what I'm saying? You have got to weigh the options. You've got to stand back and go, wait a minute. This is, okay, this is a part of my life. It's a big part. What am I going to lose if I keep letting this be the main focus or the centerpiece of my table? Who am I damaging because of this? Years ago, my mother brought me a, a PS2. <laughs> Look, some of y'all like, PS2? Oh, my gosh. A PS2, right? She bought This is like one of the biggest gifts she ever bought me. PS2. Now, this is when PS2s were out, okay? But I'm in ministry. Because what else am I going to play it on? i got to get a TV. I work maintenance, I do apartment maintenance, and people get evicted all the time. If you know anything about evictions, they can't always leave, they can't always grab everything. So back in the day, boy, we'd be in those evictions. We... Boy, <laughs> it's sad too, man, but I mean, we had the lock in hand just, mm-hmm. So they like, I said, you going back for anything? Nope, we ain't going back for nothing. <laughs> All right. So lo and behold, lo and behold, a television. <laughs> I get this big, it's the big, with the big bag, so I'm just, <laughs> stupid. So get it home, and I'm paying my, my PS3. I didn't tell nobody, though. Two in the morning. Right before church. Right? A friend of mine, he comes, he comes over. He goes to my room. He, he walks past my room because I didn't get to the bathroom. He looks. He steps back. You got this one-eyed demon in here. You don't know what you're talking. You're just so religious. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You just so religious. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm not saved now? I'm just, oh, oh, now I'm just going to hell, right? Because I just want to play a game or two? Oh, oh, you just, oh, you see, this is why, this is why, this is why. Look at your neighbor. He coming to where you live. This is why. This is why. I, I, oh, you always got to say something. Why am I defending the television? <laughs> All of a sudden now, me and the television are one. You, you laugh, but that's what happens. That's why you defend it so bad. Brother comes to you. Look, man, just get rid of the PS. It's killing you. <laughs> See, this is you so religious. I can't do nothing, can't play nothing. Why are you acting like that? Over some computer chips and some wire. Oh, now we got quiet now. <laughs> why, am I, why was I doing that? Because there was a relationship developed. And so what I had to do is I had to stand back and go, what am I doing? I'm giving my life over to this. I'm not reading like I used to. I'm not in fellowship like I was. Amen. I'm not going to people's houses like I used to. I'm not involved like I want to be. So I had to weigh the options. Am I going to let this kill my destiny? Am I going to go ahead and get rid of this thing that's killing me? Threw it in the trash. Years later, I got married and my wife... Like, I, I don't know if she remembers this, but we were in talking and passing, and she was like, you know what? Because I just can't stand the people who are addicted to games. Yeah, I know, girl, me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. I shoot. Always over here like this. I don't do it. 
Can you imagine? We get married, and she goes, walks through and goes, what's that? She's like, why don't you get rid of that? You just religious. Problem. I had to weigh my options. Because I had to think about tomorrow. Can you say amen? You're going to have to weigh your options because you have to think about tomorrow. Let me hurry up. You've got to think about tomorrow. See, to be free, you must realize that you do have purpose. The video game is trying to be the substitute for your achievements. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to substitute because you think you're not achieving anything. So that's why you got to put all the game. That's why you got to put all the Instagrams out there and do all that because you got to feel like you're doing something. Well, listen to me. In the kingdom of God, amen, you can make impact. You don't need Instagram and Snapchat to see, okay, to, 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 to see how much of an impact you're making. You can do it right here by talking to a brother or sister that's struggling. Talking to real people. Outreaching, being in worship, being in service, amen. Being a servant to the most high God and be saying, you know, I can achieve things through this way. I don't need to play a video game. I don't need to do all this. I can speak to real people and see them delivered. See, listen to me. I realize that you can't change yesterday. How many know you can start a new tomorrow? I realize that you can't necessarily change everything you did yesterday. But you can make a change right now. Lamentations 3.21, one of my favorite scriptures. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. That means every day I wake up, I have an opportunity to change what I did yesterday, uh, to change what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Every day I wake up, it's a new opportunity. And so I don't want you to sit here going, oh, my gosh, I've ruined it. All this media I got in my life, I can't do. No, what I want you to say is all this media in my life, it stops today, and God's mercies are new, amen. And those people that I didn't reach, hopefully I can reach them tomorrow. And those things that I didn't do, hopefully I can do it tomorrow. And those places. Places I should be. Hopefully I can get there tomorrow. I don't need to live in fantasy. We in, this is fun. Going to outreach and you just don't know what's going to happen. You want to go on an adventure? Go downtown. Start knocking. You. you Come on up to, you know what? We're going to schedule an impact team. I'm going to take you out of some places. You, wanna, you want some achievement? You want to level up? I got something for you. I know Chesapeake, we, we can make it happen for you. Video games should not be your substitute for real. It should not be your substitute for life. This is why God gave you the life to experience things and to do things and to see him glorified in that life. Not, you can't glorify God in no video game. How? But you can glorify God with you being used. Get off the media, folks. Listen to me. I'm, look, you do what God tells you to do. If you say it's this one area, that whatever, or if it's everything, get off it. Ask yourself, why am I so attached to it? Why is it so hard for me? Because it has a hold on you, just like Herod. Just like him. Listen to me, media is a taker, folks. It takes your best years if you let it. It takes all of the best times of your life, and it will take away what's important. We need to refocus and get back to this statement, on for Jesus, not on for Snapchat. Not on for Xbox. Not on for the latest video game. Not on for Fortnite. Not on for the next game on my phone. On for Christ. Do you remember what Joshua told the people in Joshua 24? Choose this day. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. 
Make the commitment now. And I know this is going to sound, and I'm leaving you alone, I know this is going to sound so unspiritual. There are certain things that don't need to be prayed about. Huh? There are certain things that don't need to be prayed about. Huh, I'm going to pray about being a good husband. You're going to look at me and be like, what are you talking about? Just, just be a good husband. You know, I'm just going to pray, you know, I'm going to pray to be a good father. I don't know. You know, I'm going back and forth with it. Do I want to be a good father? Do I not? Let me pray about it and see. It sounds foolish, doesn't it? Okay. There are certain things that don't need to be prayed about. Be free or not. What is there to pray about? I'm a slave to this. I need to be free. The only way that I'm going to be free is give it away. What do you need to pray about? Do you think that people in prison like, man, they open the doors. Hold on, let me pray and see if I want to go out there. I don't know. I mean, it's tempting. But man, that son is, but man, these dirty bars and this old moldy food. They don't do that. They go, yes, and they go. Because in this, there's nothing to pray about. You want to be free or not? You're going to let this kill your destiny or not? This isn't something to pray about. This is something to make a decision about. Joshua didn't say, pray this day. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? He didn't go, pray this day who you'll serve. He said, choose. Church, I'm calling upon you. Choose this day. You're going to be part of the entertainment culture. You're going to be part of God's culture. Are you going to fulfill destiny? Or are you going to detonate it? Because you can't get off a phone. Because you can't get out of the screen. Choose this day. Choose wisely. And listen to me. Once you chose, once I decided to get rid of that stuff, that's when I got married. That's when everything else started happening. When I made that decision, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Don't let this media age kill you. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads before the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. I know I went a little long, but I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I can't. Certain things you just can't rush.